1: you press play it's too late to stop get ready to podcast welcome 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 to another edition of vegas bad boys of podcasting i am DJ impact and i got sin city steve here with me tonight how you doing man I'm doing well, brother. What's going on? Just, just, just the two of us, you know. Hey, man. I think that's a song. We can make it.
0: We can. We can make it if we try, you know. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we don't have Matt Michaels tonight, guys. Uh, most of you guys say he is a evil man, and if you believe that, then maybe he's doing evil things tonight because it's Halloween. Okay, that's when we're recording our show. So happy Halloween to everyone who is celebrating it all. And if you're not uh, hanging out with us, we uh, we will appreciate when you download and listen to the podcast, which will be released tomorrow. All right. So if you are hanging out with us, thank you for uh, for doing that. If you're on Facebook live, feel free to put any anything in the chat box and we will try to get that in as we see fit. So, um, yeah, thanks for uh, for just hanging with us tonight. On this scary night, all right, let's get right to it. Sin City, um, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, of course, this kicks off the new era. Uh, <laughs> for if the... you say so. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? They had the term "season premiere" on their on their Monday Night Raw show, so we'll take that as they're the start of the new season. And of course, it was all about future title matches. So it's starting to uh, set the stage of who's going to be going after what. And of course, it started off with who wants to get Biggie's title, who he um, holds the WWE Championship. So those four contenders end up having a match, and that was Seth kevin owens ray mysterio and finn balor and it was a fatal four-way ladder match so <laughs> I-, I thought it was pretty good man i mean what was your what was your yeah. take on that so the thing is uh,
0: this match was awesome mm-hmm. um i i was uh, yeah i i was taken aback that this match um was as good as it was mm-hmm. that it was on free tv but the worst part is they didn't do anything to, you know, try to draw in any additional viewers saying, Hey, we're going to be doing this. Mm. Um, You know, maybe if they would have done something on social media earlier on in the day saying, Hey, we're going to have a, you know, a fatal four way number one contenders ladder match. Um, I mean, it, why not? Why not set the stage for it? And, you know, Ultimately the opening segment actually came down uh came off very contrived. Um I think that they could have they they had a really great opportunity yeah to you know, like I said, use utilize social media, get the word out um through their various channels that they were going to have this four-way match. And unfortunately they didn't do it. But the match definitely delivered.
1: Yeah. Um I guess they said they could have they could have had that type of match, but I guess the opponents were supposed to see seem more organic in terms of who was going to compete for that. So maybe they didn't want to give yeah. that out. You know what I mean? Because it's weird. I, I of course I'm a part of their email, and you know I, I I get every Monday and Friday advertisements to watch this particular event, and um you know it, they it was more of just pushing the fact that it was a season premiere than what was going to uh, be on the show. So yeah. Um I guess we'll have to see where they where they go with that. But we did get Seth as being the winner of that, which I kind of thought that's where they were going to go. But I tell you this I I am the reason why I'm shocked that they went with Seth so quick is because I'm thinking Big E is going to be holding this championship for a minute. So I I would have thought that if Seth maybe would have went for this down the line, maybe that could have been the possibility of when they would switch him off the title. But um but with him going so early, I, I don't I don't see that happening. So maybe, you know, Seth is not necessarily in that picture at the moment for the title is one way to look at it, maybe. Well, I, I think the what
0: actually kind of had me a little bit uneasy, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, okay. was that uh, in the promo at the at the top of the show they had, you know, Rollins cut the promo, right, and he foreshadowed and mentioned Roman Reigns. Uh, now, obviously, mm-hmm. as we all know, we're we're heading to Survivor Series, and mm-hmm. Survivor Series is the time where you know, the WWE champion and the universal champion will do battle. Right. So that, that made me a little bit uneasy because if Rollins is already teasing, you know, name dropping Roman reigns, right. You know, I really don't want them to take the title off Big E this quickly. I'm hoping that it's a red herring and it's something that, you know, they're just sprinkling in there to cast doubt for people like me
1: (laughs) um, that can connect
0: those dots. Yeah. But um, it's, it's, that was something that really stood out to me. And the other thing that really kind of signaled that Seth was going to be winning this match Mm -hmm. is that he was the only heel in this, in the four way.
1: Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah.
0: you you have you have Ray Mysterio, you have Finn Balor and you yeah. have Kevin Owens. All three of those guys are baby faces. Right. So, yeah, you've got to to give the win to the heel so that, you know, Biggie's first challenger is going to be a heel. Right. Um, just to preserve dynamics. Sure. But yeah yeah I, I i genuinely hope that they do not take this title off a of E this quick man yeah I hope that's I. that's <laughs> that's
1: the only thing i'm worried about i agree i agree with that uh there were also the tag team championships uh you had the uh academy versus the street profits and you had the dirty dogs uh robert rude and dolph ziggler and um you know, again, a good match, but I, you know what? My what I would like to see, and I guess they're uh, they're just going to be maybe looked at as just uh, the joke of the tag team. But I, I've and I said this before. I really think there is something there with the Academy, and I really wish that they would kind of focus on that, and I would even say slowly build on that. You know, bring in, I have mentioned before, and I still believe that, bring somebody in to the academy who, I don't know, if Matt Michaels would be like, who, who would they do? who would, I don't know. <laughs> but maybe bring someone who can go through that change as like what Otis did because Otis looked completely different from how he looked before he joined. Bring someone who's willing to, 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 I don't know, shave their hair, lose more weight, whatever the thing is, and then bring them over to the academy as well. And I think that that could really be just a great sort of faction to become to be. And it'd be great for Chad Gable too, which I really do like him in this position. He's a great wrestler. I just wish they did more with the Academy, man. That's just my whole thing. (laughs) You know,
0: I I, I completely agree with you, man. I think that, you know, Chad Gable is extremely underutilized. I, I I think that they could do so much more with this guy. Um, Now, obviously, the pairing between he and otis when that first happened i was kind of unsure but right um you know otis definitely has settled into the heel role um and i backed you up uh, when you threw that out here on the show that right. you know to bring in someone else uh, and have Gable essentially convert them into you know more of an amateur type of a wrestler, right? Yeah, I like I'm I'm a huge mark for those uh, you know amateur wrestling tag teams, right? Um, great case in point, you know what they're doing on NXT, which we'll talk about a little bit later with the right. Diamond Mine with the Creed Brothers,
1: yes. Um,
0: yep. So I think that I think that that is something that they could pull from that without completely stepping on that gimmick, right? Um, so yeah. It, yeah. It, we'll see what happens and let's be real about it too. I mean, Chad Gable's contract does expire in 2022. So mm. if you're, if you're going to posture him as, okay, well, you know, if he's going to end up leaving the company or whatever the situation is. Yeah. Okay. Why not have Otis get another tag team partner, have Gable mm-hmm. run, run the group, essentially be the mouthpiece for them. Right. Um, and be the leader of the group that way it's more of a seamless transition if he does part ways with the company next year.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't think, you know, it just hit me right now when you were talking and I don't know what extreme they could do with him, but instead of putting Shelton and you had um, Cedric with the hurt business back, you know, Shelton maybe would have been, you're bringing back sort of the, the original, uh, you know, guys, and if he somehow maybe would have joined, but again, I don't know what, what transition that he could go through to make him, you know, go through like the Otis, but, but they definitely definitely have something to build on that, and I, I, I hope they do. But nevertheless, uh, the dirty dogs end up winning that particular um, uh, match there. and so they went up against RK Bro. Which, you know, I got to tell you, man, I I still just kind of like it's so funny. I still look at Riddle and I just be like, I just, I don't, I get it, but I just don't get it. It's a weird pairing. You're talking about just weird. Every time I see Riddle just talking this, that Randy, I'm just just like.
0: (laughs) Impact, dare I say, you are not the target demographic. I know. uh, I know. The target audience, I should say, for that tag team. Right. Um, yeah <laughs> so yeah um i no it, th- those guys definitely are entertaining yeah but yeah yeah I, yeah I i think that i think that they could uh they could kind of hammer a couple of things home with those guys and uh get an even better type of a response
1: i mean um, it's i'm assuming it it's working you know i'm assuming i mean they get it a pop oh, yeah. which you're always going to get when you have orton on a team and and riddles and he's a great wrestler too i just I'm just trying my best to really, really kind of like these, like the pairing of these two. And I do when they're in the ring, but the, the, the talking leading up to it, I'm just like, Oh man, here we go. Well, <laughs> well, I I, know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, right. You
0: might, you might need to partake <laughs> in order to <laughs> fully grasp
1: right. Riddle's character. I'm sure. That's all I'm going to say. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. I'm sure if I would, I'd be like, ah, now I see exactly. <laughs> oh man, um, I guess one uh, couple of things we had the we had a new intro for the United States champion Damian Priest. Uh oh, uh oh, you're not feeling it, huh? And he's uh in this new vengeance he took on. Uh, you're not feeling this, you? What do you I take? I was fine. I was fine with the character shift. Okay. I liked
0: the aggression from Priest. Okay. I really did. I don't like his new theme. Hmm. The the old one was perfect.
1: I, yeah, like I, I do he, like the old one.
0: Realistically speaking, you know, if something isn't broke, don't fix it. True. I he unless he asked for that specifically, I think that this was a major misstep. Um, you could easily have kept him with the same. The same type of uh, an entrance theme and graphics and all the stuff that he had prior to this. Right. And then still give him that, you know, that aggression that he displayed, um, you know, on this show. Uh, there just wasn't a need for him to have a new theme. yeah. I mean, and there's the, so cra- many- the mm-hmm. crazy thing, Impact, yeah. is you, sir, loved to give shit uh, last week when we were talking about theme songs in AEW.
1: So I, do, I genuinely want to know what you think about this theme for Priest. It's Listen, so this is what gets me. The production of his new one, it, it it sounds good. I don't necessarily care for it right now. Maybe eventually it will grow. But the production quality sounds like it's really good. The problem I have going back to AW is that it doesn't sound like the production is good. It almost sounds like in many ways... Unless, of course, you're talking about a Jericho theme or something where it's a, a real band. A lot of these other guys they bring in, it just sounds like it's almost like a high school band. I mean, nothing that really that really stands out. Like, you know, there's been times you've been to my house and you hear me um, put on the surround sound to pay-per-views. And it just, when you watch the WWEs, the sound just really pumps. It, it bumps through the sound like it's a production of something. Okay. But with when you get AEW, it just it has this kind of a uh, not not the same value as what I'm saying.
0: I I totally misunderstood you then.
1: So yeah, yeah. Um, So you're you're not talking
0: necessarily about the song the song itself, mm-hmm. but you're talking about the the overall production quality, the quality, of, yeah, of, of of maybe how it's being, yes. you know how it's being played and right and and that kind of stuff. The bit rate essentially, yeah, that they're using exactly okay yeah yeah completely understood
1: right you know and they're not the only ones. sometimes i and other promotions have done that too um yeah Im- Im- impact sometimes throw that and you're like ah, oh, man i wish they had something else um you know when you heard moose come out that beat is just it's just banging it's a production beat you know when you totally hear that it. yeah you know but you just don't you don't get that with a lot of the others but um but yeah, but Damien Priest, we'll see where that goes. I mean, it's it's definitely an intro that will have to grow. I do like the original better, I will say. But this new um, this new uh, uh, character, I think I'm gonna I can get with it. You know, so I, yeah, oh yeah. yeah,
0: as long as as long as Damian Priest is on my TV, he is one of the <laughs> one of the better parts of Raw, and it, he's been that way with any show that he's been on. Yeah. Um, He's a very, he's a very charismatic guy. And even when he was in, you know, doing the Ring of Honor stuff as Punishment Martinez. Right. And, you know, his time in NXT, everywhere that he's gone, he has looked like a star. Right. Everywhere that he's been. Yeah. And that that is the that's the great thing. Um, and something that I hope WWE continues to do, which is pull that aspect out of him and display that even more prominently.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, last one I'll, I'll mention uh, Keith Bearcat Lee. It was, uh, it was good to see him back. I'm hoping now we can see him more <laughs> regularly on the show. Um, He's, right. he's a powerhouse. Um, It's going to be very interesting to see what role they're going to have them. Is he really just going to play the mid card? I mean, I hope he works his way up to, <laughs> to end up having hey. that big match between like uh, him and Big e, but i'm, I'm i mean f- may- yeah,
0: maybe he's gonna be the mid card monster, I'm I thinking mean- that's
1: what it's gonna end up being, but speaking of new entrance themes too, i
0: mean mm-hmm. they they gave him a little a little growl at yeah. the beginning of this theme.
1: <laughs> they did, yeah, you know yeah, so yeah, definitely um definitely interesting there. So we'll see where that goes. Um, that was all I really picked up uh for Raw. Uh, I did enjoy the whole Cormella Liv Morgan thing, but that was I just like that because you got, you know, uh Corey right there. So he's going to get picked on pretty much all the time when she's out. So, <laughs> you know,
0: I'm, I'm genuinely curious how many times they're going to put those two together in matches depending on which brand that they're on. I, know, I mean, right? it, it, at this point it literally feels like as if it's Carmella 476 <laughs> to Liv Morgan 475. Right. Like
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are, are are these are these ladies destined to do this forever? Hopefully not.
1: Yeah. I agree, man. Uh quick s- switch over into SmackDown. Uh man, we didn't have the Tribal Chief on the show, which was definitely noticeable. Um, maybe hey, it was on FS one. I'm happy they're going back to Fox because I- apparently I must didn't set my D V R correctly. I I've had it the f- the last few times that it was on F S one, but he didn't record this last week, so I had to find Uh-oh. alternative methods to uh to watch it. But uh overall it was really good. What's your take on uh uh Shotzi, man? He she um yeah, had that match and I was I was actually pretty impressed against Charlotte. I was I was extremely pleased that they went the route that
0: they did with you know obviously having Banks and and Flair out there at the beginning of the show right and um you know having you know all this stuff where Charlotte basically Bigfoot's um, and and just denies Sasha saying that she wants someone new and they actually gave her someone new. <laughs> Like I know, right? What the fuck? That <laughs> right. okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Trick or fucking treat, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. and and Shotzi actually had a very good showing for herself. Yeah. Um, the thing that I think was was great about this, um I know I I, I read online where a lot of people were completely shit canning the heel turn by Shotzi. Mm. But realistically, I think that it was a very smart thing to do. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because you have a large percentage of the audience that wants to cheer Sasha Banks.
1: We you do. Yep. You've
0: all you've almost had to have Sasha Banks in this tweener type of a role, right? Where she hasn't really had. You know, I, I don't want to. I, I I don't know how else to say this other than just to say this, but it's almost like as if she has just been kind of treading water. Mm. Um, she hasn't really shown a ton of character development as of late. And I think that that is because of the booking. You know, when you have her doing heelish things one week, babyface things the next, Mm -hmm. she can't really gain any any continuity and consistent momentum um, in her character direction. Right. So hopefully this, you know, realignment of things will allow Shotzi to just be a full time heel. Yeah. And then at that point, you can allow Sasha Banks to be a full time babyface. Right. So let's call it what it is. Maybe they genuinely are posturing themselves for life after Charlotte
1: Flair. Mm. Wow. It was very interesting. They brought out uh Charlotte first, which I kind of thought, you know, and yeah, she, uh, I mean, she did what she had to do. Um, I, I <laughs> listen, I, I'm so confused at this, right. I was having a conversation today at, um, at, at, at my job, and there's um, a guy there who's a big fan of uh, wrestling, and he had mentioned to me about, the, he had made the same reference of of Charlotte being uh, gone bye-bye, and um, this is where I'm confused, and tell me if I'm just wrong in my overall thinkings on this. It, I get the idea of maybe where she wants to be or maybe where she feels her true love is, but haven't WWE been extremely like gracious to just her in general, her character? She has. She is one of the top female wrestlers in the business today. And and by the way, we can all say that it's it was the Flair name that kept her in the role. But let's be honest too. She's really worked her ass off outside oh, of yeah. just having that name. To be where she's at. And WWE has really treated her with just a a, a lot of <laughs> love that sometimes I, I think it was just way too much even to be given to her. How do you how do you how are you treated that way in many ways? But you think now you just want to bounce or not having fun or everything that they've given to you to set you up for success, you just want to be like, no, I'm out. Peace. Doesn't that seem like am I'm looking at this the wrong way? Because I, I get it. I get it. OK, but why did they do something wrong to her that caused that? Just because you have this feeling of of of, of whatever that feeling may be. I I want to be over here, you know, next to the love of my life or I want to be over here because I, I want to be a part of a like growing of business, whatever that be, what about the the ones that have taken care of you and put you on the map here? I mean, I don't think that's I'm just saying if, if all of what we've been reading and hearing is true, I don't think she's she was approaching that the correct way. Am I am I right or wrong on this? So the I there are two definite ways to look at this. Okay. Um the only the only person who can
0: really speak on her motives and how she is going about the situation in all seriousness. Is Charlotte right? She's the only person that really can give full insight. Yes. Um, now, the the fact of it is this: um, just drawing parallels with working in an environment where you don't want to be,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no matter what happens, no matter you know if to again to draw a parallel and kind of uh, extrapolate things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine that you're working for a place and you've been working there for quite some time um you're extremely talented in your position and what you've done and you've brought great things to the table Mm -hmm. that company has reciprocated to you and they have they have given you a platform to shine Mm -hmm. and they have you know given you every opportunity to advance Mm -hmm. um so much so that some people are are saying that you know that you're the greatest right but Realistically speaking, at the end of the day, if you are unhappy when you go into that job, if for whatever reason, mm-hmm. if you are unhappy when you get there, if you are unhappy with the people that you may be working for uh, or your, your current working situation, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, nothing that they can do will make you change your mind. Once people have their mind set on something, they are going to do whatever they can to better their situation. However, they feel that they need to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's one of those things. I mean, if you just look back at, at the Charlotte flair stuff, mm-hmm. um, in the last year, um, there was the, uh, the incident where she flipped off the crowd at, at the, the WWE show, mm-hmm. um, when they were chanting that they wanted Becky and, um, and it, I mean, it, that is one example. You know, obviously the the um the title exchange ceremony or whatever the, the fuck they called it. <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's one of those things that you know you're starting to see little things here and there. Yeah. And unless unless she is one hell of an actor and she <laughs> is just adding these wrinkles and these nuances to her character, right? Then at some point these have to be almost um almost knee-jerk kind of reactions these have to be things that are her real personality and how she legitimately feels about things shining through um and if and if she is you know adding these little things in here for nuance and you know it is all acting and it is all kayfabe then she is an even better actor than (laughs) we could have thought
1: yeah Uh, yeah and i'm I'm hoping that's what that is and, and and not the other so yeah, we'll see what, where that goes, man. Uh, of course, Brock Lesnar was not only handed his uh, indefinite suspension, but he got fined a million dollars. So... One million dollars. So. <laughs> One million dollars. Right. Oh, man. That that was great. Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, it, it, at this point, you just have to realize it's a way to keep him off TV until they want to bring him back to face Roman sure. on a on a Canon based pay-per-view right. on a pay-per-view where they're actually going to use it to further the storyline. Right. Um, they, uh, we talked about this before crown jewel that they typically test things out, um, you know, before crown jewel or yeah. whatever their Saudi pay-per-views are to kind of get a reaction from the crowd and see how things work. Yeah. Um, keep in mind WWE, they don't have house shows anymore. Yeah, no. Um, and you know, uh, it's, it's one of those things, situations that they have to have a platform to test certain things so okay so they brought brock back with a completely different look um completely different behaviors Mm -hmm. he actually cut promos for himself this time around yeah and dare i say everything that he did was good everything that involved brock was a success right so why don't you just take him off tv and then reintroduce him, maybe you have him um, go on to face Roman at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, something of that nature. And um, and that way, it's one of your bigger shows, and Roman gets a, a key victory stateside, something to where it is canon and storyline-based, um, that is something that they can really reference on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think it's just, it's smart booking. Yeah. Jeez. What, what the hell am I saying? (laughs) I'm applauding a booking move by WWE. Uh,
1: Hey man.
0: I I guess, I guess the sun shines on a dog's ass once in a while.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, they definitely, uh, I really like the way that that one is going. So I'm not mad at that. Now, you know, I talked about the the idea of, I just don't, you know, get the whole riddle and Orton one thing I tell you that I do get, and I'm pretty sure that others be like, I just don't get, is the Happy Corbin and Madcap. I really do like that. See? I knew I was going to get that look. There you go. They- <laughs> see? See? I- and this is this is what's funny is yeah. you love
0: Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. Yeah. But you're kind of, where well, you know, up in the air about RK Bro. I love RK, bro, but I'm up in the <laughs> yeah. air about Happy and Madcap. So right. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just love it. The whole gimmick to me is it's just so silly that it is funny. And I think that's why, you know, every last joke I know is not going to be funny, but that's why it's funny to me, just because I know it's going to be horrible. You know, I, I – that's what – and these guys laugh on anything. I mean, whatever move they do, whatever they come – I just think it's it's and and you get a chance to see uh Corbin still does his um end of days, which I, I love I love that move he performs, man. I've been liking Definitely. that since he entered WWE. I just love that move. You know Corbin
0: has a good move set. He's always yeah. had a great move set. Right. And yeah, even from his time in NXT, um, doing the the deep six and the end mm-hmm. of days and right. all the stuff that he's done. Yeah, hell of a move set for this guy, and I'm so glad that they're still allowing him to do most of those things.
1: I know. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, so I was good to see him, and they got their uh, their win over Rick Booz and Shinsuke Nakamura. So that was that. Um, it wasn't too much more that was happening on the show. Yes, there was a Naomi and and, and Shayna Baszler match because of um uh Sonya throwing them in, in, in there. I, I I wanted to see where they were gonna where they're gonna go with that, but I I I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah,
0: blink and you miss it. They <laughs> yeah, went what, two right. minutes?
1: That's right, yeah, exactly. Come and, on. And of course we got another Usos and New Day match, which you know, you are always going to get uh a great match when it comes to that. So um, you know, overall I think they're gonna when they're back on to Fox next week, they're gonna be the uh they're gonna come harder. Than probably what they did this week. <laughs> this is one of those shows that seemed like they were just trying to get through.
0: I don't know. They they'll come harder when they're on free TV or when they're on network TV. Is that yeah. what you're saying?
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey. All right. Hey, I anyway. by the way, and I'm not saying that 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 it was a bad show. It just wasn't as strong. And if you ain't gonna have Roman on there, it automatically I have to drop you down some points. It's just guaranteed. In fact, I'll even take you one. I'll take you one even more. If I'm at the show, and I find out he ain't there, I'm looking for a refund. I'm just telling you right now. Don't tell me you ain't gonna have the tribal chief on SmackDown, and I'm now, there. W-
0: really quick, um, you you did miss one thing that yeah, yeah uh, go ahead. It's storyline based. Um, so now mm-hmm. we, you you missed you missed the nighting ceremony. The
1: night, yes, yes, yes. That we have true. we have
0: we have our king and now we have uh sir kofi <laughs> sir kofi
1: yeah all right
0: I, complete uh I, I don't know if you're uh if if you're watched game of Thrones but yep. uh, they they even had it down to giving sir kofi the hand of the king right. pin with the unicorn head i know i saw that with the, with the unicorn horn that right. was dope I i so so good yeah so good
1: absolutely absolutely
0: but yeah, man, um, Usos and New Day, they've they have wrestled each other about 5,000 times. Right. But you know what? Every single time they wrestle, it's entertaining. And they always find new things to pull out of the bag of tricks. Right. And as long as they keep doing it, you can't go wrong.
1: Right. And I guess that would be the difference between the, the Carmella and the live match. You know, if you're going to have 5,000 yes. matches, you know, make sure it's it's – different entertaining going to go you know 100 percent all the time so i get what you're saying there and it was it was it was awesome to see uh them back at it again but you want to know the funny thing mm -hmm. you want to know
0: the funny thing is after uh after smackdown went off the air uh there actually was an appearance by the tribal chief so he was in the building
1: oh i didn't Uh, know that okay
0: yeah so He was, uh, he was involved. uh, They had a six man, uh, they had a six man match after, after the show went off the air. Okay. Um, So much, uh, you know, so much fun shit happened. Um, I highly recommend that you uh, just go and look at it. Uh, Even, even the special counsel and the wise man (laughs) took off his jacket and got up on the ring apron and demanded to be tagged into the match. Oh. <laughs> he didn't He didn't really do anything except have his attention diverted elsewhere. And then uh, he did take a couple of shots to the back. But, yeah. you know, um, then he rolled out of the ring and sold it. So it yeah. was fun. It was normal house show shit. Yeah. But um, as we mentioned earlier, WWE not really doing house shows anymore. So. Right. Now you're start. You're going to start to get those kind of house show funsies after the show. Um, so stick that around until be the, the tapings are done.
1: That used to kind of be the way it used to be. You know, after yeah. the cameras go off, it was always what happened afterwards. Bingo. I, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that one up because I seem like that would be real. Now, see, even if now if that would have happened, I would have been pleased as long as he showed up. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So ultimately, ultimately what it was is Roman Reigns
0: just didn't want to be on
1: FS1. Did he really need to be on FS1? That's another probably question. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. I mean, let's call it what it is. Right.
0: Um, and and yes, obviously I'm talking out of my ass with that. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if, you know, Roman said, oh, I'm not going to be on FS1. Right. Anyway. Right. Of
1: course. But of course.
0: It, it, uh, it, nonetheless. Um, yeah. It, it was it was interesting that they didn't have him on the show but they did have him as, you know, participating in the Dark Match main event.
1: Right. Also, man, let's talk a little bit about this uh NXT Halloween Havoc. I um I enjoyed it. I yeah, uh, yeah I mean it was put together a lot of um uh title changes as well. And um man, I don't even know where do we start? Uh outside of saying that Toxic Uh, Toxic's attraction has all the belts, all all the the gold, gold. man. I, (laughs) they, uh, they
0: firmly pressed that reset button. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the,
0: the only title didn't change hands was the, the, the men's championship, the, the NXT championship. Right. So interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, this, I, I guess in terms of, uh, Mandy is, is this going to be really uh, this having her this, you know, I, I mean, we Mandy, of course, been around a lot longer than her other tag partner she has. So is this going to really kind of build her up to that next level? I, of course, they never pull, uh, you know, giving her that in any any belt in, in in a source like that within SmackDown. Um, but this is a pretty big belt, you know, to, to carry on. Uh, what do you think this might do to her career as going forward?
0: Well, I think that this is this is smart for them to put the title on her because she has been you know with in the WWE system for years at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that yes, they're as we mentioned, they're pressing the reset button. You're starting to see, you know, all of the um all of the champions from the black and gold era of NXT Going away, losing the championships, being you know having different places on the card, that kind of thing. Right. And I, I think that more than anything, it's it's a little bit refreshing that they've been able to repackage Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. They've been able to change literally everything about her character. Yeah. And st- she obviously you know she's still she's still sexy. They're still playing up on that. Right. But they're finding a new a new way to to go about it and again working with uh nuances and and character wrinkles and adding some depth to these characters um i, I think that realistically when you saw that the toxic attraction was um prom- featured so prominently
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it you can take a look at their entrance if nothing else right and you can see that they have the machine behind them yeah um so when when they made the announcement of you know that there was going to be a gimmick match between Raquel Gonzalez and Mandy Rose, you figured that there would be something that would happen there. Um, and then obviously you know having Dakota Kai uh, right. do her thing yeah. and and cost and cost Raquel her championship. That was that was a foregone conclusion. Sure. Anybody who's ever watched wrestling for any length of time knew that that was going to happen at yes. some point. Yep. So I that that wasn't surprising to me. Um, more than anything, what was surprising to me was that they put the tag team championships yeah. uh, on Toxic Attraction more um, than more than the the women's championship.
1: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just right. Quick on our um, chat. Uh, we got Shant on there. Welcome, Shant. Thanks for listening. He 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 mentions um, that this is going to be a prime example of when toxic toxic attraction goes to the main roster. They'll be used like it's nothing with creative, aka Vince McMahon. He also says we can look at this now, but I'm looking at the distant future with all of these call ups on NXT. Uh, listen, uh, I've been I've always been critical of what happens when. Vince McMahon gets his hold of them, but let's be real. As far as we, from our understanding, it's Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard that is right now running the, the camp. So, you know, this ain't Triple H, and then he just destroys what Triple H did. So, I, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, this is his creation here, Shant. So I don't, I'm going to say that they'll be probably a little bit more safer than if it wasn't, but but uh, good for them. And I guess we'll see what, what comes out of that. Um, well, MSK Imperium. Um, first off, let me say I um I, I was informed a little bit more. I don't know if you really want to get into it, but I got into a little bit more information on why MSK gets booed because I was totally confused as to why that was happening. When these guys, when you watch this match, I'm looking at stuff going. How do you? It doesn't. It don't even make sense for you to even be to have a Buddha come even close to your mouth when you see what these guys do. They are truly uh, an awesome. And even the idea that I think Matt Michaels and I'm not sure if you agreed or not on the idea that they were considering even dropping MSK from the roster some months ago. I don't even see how that was even possible. I'm just so confused about. All of this, I like these guys, and I don't mind them dropping the belt. They did have it for a while. Imperium's been doing what they've been doing for a while, and I think we you know uh, having having the belt, and then you, you know eventually we get Walter. Um, this is going to be sort of the the Imperium that we kind of thought that we were going to see with them having, you know, if that all comes about, who knows? But nevertheless. Yeah. Anyways, they are the champs and um I don't know, what was your take on the whole match MSK and in the uh, Imperium. So, I think that
0: um realistically speaking, I don't think that there's um I don't think that there's anywhere for them to go but up in terms of their title reigns, mm-hmm. um if you if you got if you know, if you remember, they uh they have held the NXT tag titles before. Um, but their reign was so, uh, forgetful and they really didn't accomplish much. Um, and unfortunately I think that that was one of the major oversights of the previous era of NXT, uh, is that, you know, these guys who are technically strong in the ring, um, and the fundamentals and, you know, the, the, the ring is sacred, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, i i I think that there definitely needs to be either a wrestler or a tag team faction something um, in almost every promotion that is a bit of a traditionalist group um, right because it allows it allows for better interplay between the characters, um especially when you have you know guys that are so grounded and reminding everybody that yes, this is wrestling yeah. I know that that's a dirty word and that's something that you can't say on WWE programming. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, I think that it's it's definitely better to have an entity like Imperium than for them to not be there. And the fact that they did pick up the win yeah. um, in, in a pretty decisive fashion, there wasn't any like cheating or Mm -hmm. any kind of random chicanery. Right. Um, They, they hit the finisher and they won. Right. I I can't complain about that at all.
1: Not at all. Not at all. Uh, Yeah. But uh, I, I I
0: genuinely want to know what, uh, what you heard about uh, why they're getting booed because I heard some things and I just want to know if what you heard corroborates what I heard.
1: Um. It had to do, and I I totally forgot, it had to do with, I guess, the parents of this 14-year-old. Do you know the story now? Yes. Um, That apparently um, you had, I guess she was on some sort of program. I don't know what it was, but she took some bumps that, I guess, MSK uh, Wentz made a comment during that time that he doesn't think that someone at that age should be taking – the amount of, I guess, bumps or 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 something to that manner, um, and I guess that comment, which I guess other people made comments as well. I was I was told as uh, about that, and so with all of that, I guess since they have made their their intro into NXT, the parents who are at the, at the show. You know, you know how NXT is very is it's a very sort of the fans are pretty close. You know, everyone see each other every week and all the time. I guess these parents convince some fans to just boo them every time they yep. come out. So that's the story I got, and I'm going because I I used to never understand why they were get booed, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know, and and just to hear that that's the that that's really what took place to know if that's really true. That's just disgusting that you would allow. So, yeah, go ahead, man.
0: I I I, I agree. And I, I didn't mean to step on you there. No, no. What I was going to say is that it wasn't just any normal 14 year old. It was uh super fan. Izzy. Uh, if you remember oh. Bailey back in NXT. Yeah. Uh, she always had a super fan that, you know, they, they went out of their way to mention this sure. girl. Right. And, and, you know, now uh, she's 14 years old. And she's been doing indie like indie dates. And um, so, yeah, she got into the ring and took some bumps and yeah, uh, the, the guys in MSK were vocal about it on Twitter. Yeah. And the, you hit you, you said it exactly. The parents of Izzy um, kind of started a, uh, an entire boo bird section uh, in the NXT audience uh, for MSK. And it's 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 really weird how how that stuff all happened, but one thing that I noticed is that they were either strangely uh, absent from this TV taping, uh, from this live show, right, or they just weren't as amped up and didn't start the booze, and it just so happens that on you know on the same night that I noticed that they lose their championships,
1: right. I'm <clears> just hoping. And 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 again, everything speculation. That's all we do is opinion <laughs> on the show. Of but course, I'm I'm just hoping that the rumors of of the idea that they were being considered at the time let go, or even I'm even I'm even hoping that the idea that they lost these titles that neither one of these things had anything to do with what, if it's true, what happened about what these parents did to get these fans to react the way they, they did. I'm just hoping that none of the decisions that WWE had made was a reflection of that, you know, cause sometimes if, you know, we, we hear it all the time, you know, and most of the time WWE, I know just ignore those things. But when um, you, when you, when you, when you have fans that want to cheer opposite the way that they should, but it was definitely a little weird for MSK and you know they were new. How do you why do you come in booing? Like they do, that rarely ever happens unless they're presented as heels, and they wasn't. You know, so it was, I you know I don't know I don't know what um with this particular show. You know, if they wasn't there, how did they how did that not happen or whatever? But I just think for them to even do that in the first place was just not cool. It was just an opinion, you know. They wasn't hating on on her at all it was just that was just their opinion, and that's just the way it is, and that should have just stopped there but to to sabotage someone's career on that that's just crazy to me to think you could just do that but yeah, you know what can you <sighs> do facts <laughs> um of course, did you like the whole uh did you like Loomis house? Because according to Gargano, we're not gonna have Halloween at his house anymore, <laughs> dude.
0: It, it, so the thing is, the thing is, you have you have to go into these Halloween shows, yeah. Just expecting that there's gonna be some camp. They're gonna, sure. you know, they're gonna have fun. It's yeah. it's the holiday, yeah. and we saw it. We saw it on on SmackDown. We saw it on AEW. we, yeah. we saw it on NXT. So yeah. you know, as long as you go into it, just knowing that, hey you're going to see you know silly silly comedy yeah and unless you are just so hardcore that you can't laugh or have fun or exactly. you know make light of any kind of thing right then you can deal with it for one night out of the out of the week um or you know if you have to watch all the shows like us uh one <laughs> night from every promotion uh right. for an entire week
1: exactly but, um, it it is what it is, it man. Was fun. Just, it was fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, you oh know? yeah. yeah. I, I I didn't mind it whatsoever, and yeah, you had great callbacks, you know, like with the zombie ref and and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, to, uh, stuff they've done in years past. So it it was cool. Again, continuity. Right. I always bitch about them not showing continuity. Okay, well here you go. So I can't complain about
1: before that. I jump to the just the main event of that. Um, man, the introduction, uh, man of solo. Sokoa. Yes. How exciting. Um, And we all know him as uh, Sefa Fatu. Uh, Yeah, man. What a great interest into the show. And uh, the fans caught on quite (laughs) quickly. (laughs) Quite quickly. Yeah.
0: And uh, it. It, 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 it was really cool to see him featured so prominently right um they they had him come out and instantly look like a badass yeah so they definitely have plans for him they've been running vignettes and, and things of that nature uh leading up to this show yeah but um yeah it was it was really cool to see uh really cool to see sefa out there and uh yeah not backing yeah. down from anybody he didn't look weak and in fact he mm-hmm. looked he looked like the alpha in the ring yeah you know with with waller and knight in the ring so you can't go wrong with that and you know some people were like what's up with his hair the bleach blonde hair <laughs> if hey if if you guys don't get the call back to rikishi with the bleach blonde hair right come yeah. on man yeah. like i i, I it, it this type of stuff actually makes me take notice because I love to pick up on those little nuances and these, sure. these little things that get sprinkled in. Right. So dude, I, I, I genuinely just hope they don't fuck him up in a month. That's yeah. all that I'm praying for. And you know, I don't think that, I don't think they will fuck them up.
1: I don't think so. I don't. What I
0: will think will happen is you did have a chunk of the audience that knew exactly who he was. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> It remains to be seen if he continues to go by this name or if they just say fuck it and just, you know, have him go go to being Safafatu uh or whatever the situation is, or just bring him on up and put him with the bloodline.
1: Yeah. So. I'm with it all. I'm with it all. Whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just good to see him uh, you know, finally now uh getting that yes. break, you know. He's been he's been working Dude. hard for it. So Good so to see <laughs> so
0: much deserved, yeah. So much deserved. The guy has busted his ass absolutely. for years and years and years, and now he's getting his shot.
1: Yes, yep, absolutely. So yeah, it's definitely just keep your eyes on him. You had the NXT championship, man. Champa and Braun Breaker. We, um, you know, I, I think we all kind of knew how that was how that was going to end. Um, well, maybe in... Did maybe we? not. I mean, you know, listen, I. I at first, leading up to the match, I felt it could go either way. I think when the match started, I say, no, it's got to stay with Champa. Uh, and I guess the only reason why I figured that is because I just felt, okay, this is just too quick to be given Braun. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not saying he's not ready. I'm not saying he's not. Well, he's not. What? <laughs> he's not. Well, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. Boy, when I hey when he uh, slipped off that rope, man, I was like, oh my god, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know those things happen. They happen, but yes. you know when it's a big guy that does that too. You just be you definitely feel more because you're going, oh, dude. Hope you're really all right, you know. Um, no kidding. But uh, but overall, I um, I, I enjoyed the match. We already know that he's going to be a, a future champion, bronze. So that's already given. Oh yeah. You know. But, um, but it, it really was sold off to a point where you didn't know how that was going to end. And, uh, it was, it was exciting. I mean, champ is, um, I mean, this guy right here, I, I'll be honest with you. He's, um, he's ready. I see him at the level of, of, of where, of where Seth is. Um, I don't know if I'm taking that too far, but, but Champa, I see him being that star to that caliber, um, He'll our face, but definitely, I mean, he's just got it, you know? Yeah. So, oh, yeah.
0: And, and dude, he's had it for years. Yeah. He's had it for years. He just now has, he's had the, the platform to shine. Um, I think that for me, I saw this, this pay-per-view going into it as mm-hmm. their way of hitting the full on reset button. And I, I was afraid that they were going to put the title on, on Braun breaker. Mm. Um, so early and that 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 is i think one of the reasons why i was kind of frustrated leading up to this match because to me it was like okay well they're going to reset and put the titles on all new people um or excuse me um Imperium's not necessarily they're not new but right um i i they're gonna have title changes for every single title so it was at least somewhat refreshing that on this night that they chose to keep the championship on champa right um, now how much longer he'll be that champion will it, that remains to be seen but i was i was I mean, definitely does Bron, does Bron, i was
1: worried does braun go right back to champa again or do we move on and we bring braun back a little bit later in the future to compete and then get it okay i
0: definitely i definitely think it's the latter okay um, i i don't i don't think that they have him, you know, stay right up at that top top tier. Um, I think that now you have you can peel Braun off a little bit and have him, you know, go into feuds and interactions with other other guys that have maybe been there for a while. Yeah. Um. And you know, it, I I think that that is going to be something to where they will definitely shine. Um. Is you know if they're going to make new stars we always we've always talked for years and years how they have refused to make new stars and how they have to get Mm -hmm. um you know stars from the indies and and all that kind of stuff and we've ridiculed them for not building stars right okay other than the fact that you know braun is a second generational talent um and yes you know he he is a steiner at the end of the day yeah um Other than that, he is, for all intents and purposes, he is a homegrown guy. Yeah. He is somebody that will, you know, he's never been in AEW. He's never been in in New Japan. He's not, he's, he's not, his name is not tied to any other promotion other than the WWE banner. Right. So they have an opportunity to build another homegrown talent that stays with them for years and that they can invest in and tell some really long-term storylines with.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, man. Well, we've, uh, we've enjoyed all of the WWE talk. Let's jump into some AEW Dynamite and uh, and Rampage, man. So uh, get into it, man. What, what did you like for this week, past week?
0: All right, man. So um, the we say it every single week. Mm-hmm. AEW knows how to kick off a show. That's true. And so let's talk about Dynamite and what they did there they had cm punk versus bobby fish it was a 14 minute match these guys they dude i i was thoroughly impressed with this match um right on down to the fact that um there was a spot where punk was on the top rope Mm -hmm. and you know you had bobby fish working the knee right and the fact that you had to have cm punk stand up there on one leg And jump off and do an elbow drop just because he was still selling the effects of the attack on his knee. Right. I think that it's it's little things like that that will bring a little bit more. um, It'll help to round out the roster because as people make note of that and as the guys on that roster start to sell more, Mm -hmm. um, I think that the biggest thing and the biggest area where a lot of people love to criticize AEW is the fact that the matches are spot fest and that they don't sell any kind of injury or um, damage done in the match Mm -hmm. but here you have somebody featured very prominently on their show doing that and they made they went out of their way to comment on it on commentary as well so that was a built spot and it was something that I would love for them to continue mm-hmm. to to implement those kinds of things, um, but nonetheless, um, yeah, you, ha- you have CM Punk obviously picking up the win over Bobby Fish in 14 minutes. Yeah, um, so it, I think that I think that was very very solid. And as far as uh, as far as you know, what was next? Of course, you follow it up with a with a with a enhancement match for a minute with MJF. <laughs> um beating Bryce Donovan cutting a promo you've got the uh you know the interplay with Darby Allen and Sting um and a skateboard with thumbtacks underneath of it yeah Uh, I don't know if you saw any of the imagery from uh from social media but yeah uh, yeah I
1: did yeah
0: Wardlow's (laughs) back man Wardlow's back every time that they've done those skateboard spots with the tacks right
1: yeah but hey that would be a no for me
0: if if (laughs) if they want if if whoever's taking those those spots if they want to continue to do it fuck it right you know more power to them
1: (laughs) yeah
0: um elsewhere um you did have Sammy Guevara versus Ethan Page uh for the TNT title yeah and they went for 13 minutes um very solid match um which uh yeah, Sammy picks up the win with a quick jackknife cover for the win, um, in uh, a bit of a uh, a bit of a surprise—not a surprise, but a, a just kind of an out of nowhere finish, I should say. Yeah. So that way, it doesn't uh, necessarily harm Ethan Page all that much. Um, another thing with this match, uh, storyline-wise, uh, stipulation-wise, was that if uh, Guevara lost, that he was out of the inner circle. So. You know, you didn't have any other kind of stipulations. Um, You had Sammy seemingly with everything to lose in this match. So it's good that he didn't lose this match. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, And then, uh, obviously, you have uh, Jericho come out after the match. um, And the stage is now set. Uh, We're going to have American Top Team versus uh, the Inner Circle at full gear. And uh, it'll end up being a five-on-five match. And, uh, yeah, Jericho called Dan Lambert a pumpkin headed dipshit. So there we go. Um, you got to love that whenever that's, uh, thrown out there.
1: Yeah. But, uh, America's top team.
0: Hey, man. I, 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 I like the crossover that they're doing. I know that, you know, some people are shit it. I don't mind it. it. I don't but,
1: mind it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's different. So I'm, I'm with it, that. I wish I could see more of Ethan and even, um, Oh God! What's his Scorpio uh, Sky? Scorpio Sky. Yeah, I wish I could see them pef- um, wrestle more. Uh, yeah, you know, I I, 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 yeah, I just wish I had that. But, but outside of that, I, 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 I don't mind the faction. I think it's it's pretty cool. It's definitely um, entertaining. I know people don't like Dan, but I think he's, uh, you know, he gets, he gets he's he, awesome. He does what he needs to do. So I give him I give him credit. Yeah, the
0: guy is the guy is a heat magnet.
1: You know, like yeah.
0: he can he can cut a promo. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's the greatest thing. And you've got, you know, when they come out there and they have the full, the full uh, entourage, you know, mm-hmm. with uh junior dos Santos and Jorge Masvidal and Paige Van Zandt, Yeah. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's not like as if they're trotting out fighters that have been retired for 20 years or anything of that nature. Oh, well, this guy made their name, you know, forever and a day ago, former, this former, that, I mean, these, these are some guys yes that um that are uh either recently retired or you know they've been in the game for a long time but they're recognized names um and they're not uh they still can have you suspend disbelief that they can beat the shit out of anybody there right so i i think that that really has has been a great thing for them and you know them continuing to to have american top team uh, interspersed throughout the show. I think it's good. I think it's good. And I want to see it more. Yes. Um, when I say more, I don't mean more each week, but I want to see it for a longer period of time. Gotcha. So, um, impact. Yes. I really would love to know your input on the Serena deep Hikaru Shida match. Uh, that was a TBS tournament match, um, which Shida did pick up the win in 12 minutes to advance in the tournament. And, finally get her 50th win in aew
1: yeah um I am um I haven't seen many of Serena's deeps uh, matches um but from the ones I have seen and especially this one um man I mean she's got she's got skills you know what I mean and um I, overall I, I tell you I I'm, of course I've I've always been a um um Sheeta uh fan. But... I'm sure you are <laughs> Stop it. Although that's <laughs> although that's true. But nevertheless hey. <laughs> Sometimes you sometimes you just gotta call it what it is. Yeah. No, but I mean that was I mean it was it was well done. I mean she did the um uh the one move where they they were off on the the steel stairs and had the you know had their legs crossed off and now it's just kind of like okay that was <laughs> I'm that one so I yeah i i enjoyed it man i i you know it's you know let's see where they where they where they go with that i
0: will go as far as to say is this is probably i'd say top 3 women's matches in AEW history
1: i will probably accept that yep mhm
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, th- they They absolutely killed it. And yes, it was a 12-minute match, but dude, like both of these ladies brought it and they brought it for the entire match. Um, This is, dare I say, what they had envisioned their women's division to look like from the beginning. Now, implementation was not exactly where we wanted it necessarily to be as fans, um, but I definitely think that they may have turned a bit of a corner Um, if they can implement some of the things that worked well in this match for some of their upcoming matches and, you know, take a little bit from here, take a little bit from there. And let's call it what it is. Uh, You mentioned that Deeb has skills. Yeah. 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 She definitely has skills. She is one of the most technically proficient talents that they have.
1: Yeah, Um,
0: And that's on either side, men or women. Yeah, Uh, I I I think I think Serena Deeb is is an amazing in ring competitor without question. Yeah. Um, That being said, um, Sheeta won, which yes, I think that that was the right call uh, for this match. Mm -hmm. Uh, Up next, she faces Nyla Rose, so Mm. uh, we'll see what happens. But keep in mind, uh, they uh, they did the whole thing with working her knee. So if she does lose to Nyla Rose, she has an out, and she is at least a little bit protected.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we'll see where they go there. We will.
0: Um, elsewhere, I mean, you had uh, you had John Moxley eating Preston Vance's face off. <laughs> um, it was only a, about a ten minute match, but uh, there was a pretty crazy spot where Mox ripped his mask apart, took a chunk out of his face, and. <laughs> Preston Vance's head was just gushing blood, bro. Yeah, man. It, yeah. I, 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 I'm I, curious as to if that match was uh, was supposed to end that quickly or if they just had to go home really quickly because of that cut being a lot deeper than they thought it would have been.
1: Yeah. So,
0: But nonetheless, uh, Moxley advances in the tournament. Um, we talked about fun stuff. And Halloween, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't get too much more fun than the Dark Order versus the Elite in a uh, in an eight man tag. You have the Dark Order coming out dressed as uh, you know various ha- uh, Halloween costumes, including John Silver dressing up as Bambi, which was pretty <laughs> fucking funny. Um, you did have the Elite coming out to a variant of the Ghostbusters theme, all dressed as Ghostbusters. With uh, proton packs. Right. So there's that. (laughs) Right. Um, You you had, uh, you know, just the typical, your typical eight-man tag stuff going through there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, what happens? But craziness transpires as we all knew that it would. And then we see a person dressed in a horse costume run down to the ring. And of course... A horse is a horse, of course. Right. Of course. Of course. Um, only when it's not. And uh, evidently, the elite thought that uh, the person wearing the horse costume was Hangman Adam Page. Right. So they, uh, they give him the BTE trigger and, uh, you know, nail him with four knees to the head. They take off the mask <laughs> for the big reveal. And it's Brandon the Goon Cutler. I don't care what anyone says. He is probably the greatest comedy goon, lackey in <laughs> in in pro wrestling on either brand. Because you just look forward to him getting his ass kicked, and you know that he's he's comic relief. He's a jobber. He's you know right. what is he really doing with these guys other than being uh, a cameraman right. and being comic relief? So um, that's that's great um obviously it all came to a head when the stay puffed marshmallow man who was out there the entire match um gets up behind matt jackson and uh you see that mask come off and it's hangman adam page and he looks pissed (laughs) so uh yeah that that was awesome you have uh you have him drop him with the dead eye which dude every single time i see that move i just cringe yeah because it only takes one time fucking that move up and then it's it could be game over for sure. whoever's taking
1: that move right
0: um and i'm not one to, to normally complain or bitch about how unsafe things are but that move just really fucking scares me every single time i see it
1: yeah
0: uh, it's i i hope that nothing ever happens but something's going to happen one day
1: (laughs) right you can see it yeah yeah
0: so uh there's that everybody goes home happy at the end of the halloween episode and that segues us right into aew rampage Mm -hmm. on uh the 29th of october and dude dude we said it for dynamite but it holds true here aew knows how to kick off a show brian danielson versus eddie kingston in a world title eliminator tournament semi-final match. These guys beat the fuck out of each other. (laughs) And it was glorious. It was absolutely glorious. Did you expect
1: it to be any other but that type of style match when you have Eddie in it?
0: When you got Eddie in there and when you have the new Brian Danielson in there? I mean, Danielson has had some, some crazy physical matches since he's come to AEW. And to answer your question directly, yeah, I pretty much expected this shit. Um, I didn't, I didn't expect too much less, but um, you, you don't want to, you know, go into a match thinking that it's going to light the world on fire, you know, be crazy good so that that way, when it happens, you have to go back and you have to watch it twice. Right. Because yes, I did go back and I watched (laughs) this match a second time. Yeah. dude just the brian danielson's chest i mean he dude. oh god oh god and the thing is eddie kingston can work his ass off Mm -hmm. you know say what you will he doesn't have the most um the most conventional style in the world um but he brings it and he busts his ass and he's been busting his ass for years, dude. Yeah. Um, When he was working the Indies, same exact thing. So I knew to expect Eddie Kingston to come in here, work his ass off. I came into this match expecting Brian Danielson to work his ass off. Um, These guys went 17 minutes. It was incredible. If for some reason you did not watch this match, and I'm talking to the listeners now and the viewers, mm-hmm. if you did not watch this match, if you just, you know if you just didn't for whatever reason do yourself a favor as soon as the show ends go and watch this match 17 glorious minutes and just yeah, yeah.
1: I, I can't give it any more of a glowing endorsement right so no you, you guys got your homework go check out this <laughs> this match and um for real yeah yeah i agree. definitely
0: definitely reminded me of of some strong style that we would see out of new Japan.
1: Right. Yeah. this mm-hmm.
0: You could have easily taken this match and placed it inside of the Tokyo dome or within a new Japan pro wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. And it would have been right at home. It would have been right on par with, with any of their hardest hitting matches um, that we've ranted and raved about in the past. Yes. Um, elsewhere on this show, we had Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel. Um solid match. But I, unfortunately I think that, The opener was so damn good that the crowd was tired. Um, The crowd (laughs) was not into this match. Um, But, dude, Dante Martin continues to show that he is one of the highest flyers, no pun intended, in the business. Um, This guy, this guy's got real upside, man. He's got real upside. Um, Yeah, like, but I don't know. Yeah. I like the pairing with Leo rush I really like the pairing with Leo rush
1: yeah I, I agree with that I, I don't know if that's any excuse though for the fans to not be in it I, I know that if even if they just came from a very hype match uh you know that that shouldn't be your time to uh to just chill I mean especially when you're you're seeing what you know like we're saying uh uh Dante's doing high flyer moves how can you be silent on to that. You know, it it almost makes it seem like that maybe the uh you know, the fans aren't necessarily interested into you know, these guys, at least not yet. Which is sad if that it's, is the case cuz this is this is your future, at least uh Don, uh Dante is. Matt's been definitely in the game for is. a minute. So Definitely. <laughs> so I don't know. yeah, It's interesting. Yeah,
0: and The thing, too, is, uh, I mean, you've got Sidal in there who, you know, Sidal has been in the game for a long time and is very technically proficient. Um, Very, very solid, very solid, solid in-ring competitor as well. So I I thought that, you know, this match, um, other than the fact that it followed up Mm -hmm. the crazy match that went right before it, I know personally, I've been in live attendance at shows where you just see a match that, takes you back and is it they can be they can give you a sense of fatigue as sure. a as an audience member yeah and I, I i think that this match unfortunately really suffered as a result so yeah yeah but uh from there you had your main event you had the no dq trick-or-treat match with Britt baker dr Britt baker excuse That's me right dmd versus abaddon what a what what a better time to feature Abaddon in the main event of yeah. AEW show than on fucking Halloween weekend, <laughs> and just do it in a gimmick match, man. Trick yeah. or treat, no DQ. This match, um, this match was solid. Uh, I I thought that it was I thought that it was good. I like the tie-in with the Abaddon character. It took a little bit to get it going. Yeah. Um, because you know, it, at first it was very I don't want to say pedestrian, but um, it was uh, slower moving than I'd like, but, um, I think that the, but the, when they, you know, when they brought in the carnage and they brought in the, the chair and, mm-hmm. you know, the bag of thumbtacks and they did those spots and, right. um, there was even a spot where, uh, where Baker put a handful of the thumbtacks, thumbtacks in Abaddon's mouth and gave her a super kick. Um, I see, I see a cringing right now, bro. Yeah. Can you just imagine, could you just imagine someone loading a handful of thumbtacks (sighs) in your mouth and then super kicking the shit out of your face?
1: Ooh. Yeah. That's a no for me, dog.
0: Hey man. (laughs) That's a no for me, dog. I ain't Uh, signing up for that. (laughs) No, sir. But, uh, and then, you know, you have the, uh, the teasing and I, I don't know why it took this long for anyone to do it, but it makes perfect sense You have Britt Baker going for the lockjaw. She puts her hand in Abaddon's mouth and Abaddon just, uh, decides to have a little snack like John Moxley on dynamite, you know, and starts, (laughs) starts biting her hand. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why more people haven't done that though as a counter to the lockjaw. I mean, just bite down. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, and then you, uh, you, you have the, uh, the most devastating move in all of professional wrestling, Nod to my boy Simon Miller at What Culture. The inside cradle, the roll up for the one, two, three, but at least it was into the thumbtacks themselves.
1: Now, there you go.
0: So Dr. Britt Baker DMD retains. That was AEW this week.
1: Yeah, man. Good stuff. Uh, we also had Impact Wrestling this week. And uh, of course, they did their tapings here. So we got a chance to see one of them air. It was the first show after Bound for Glory, and you got to kick it off with Moose. You just got to start the show, <laughs> right? You got to start the show with Moose, and uh, and, it, and it showed off. By the way, uh, let me just go ahead and let me just quote what Moose started off the show with saying. He said, um, it doesn't matter matter how elite you are. It doesn't matter what tribe you're chief to. If you're the boss, the man, or woman, or king, the queen, it doesn't matter what day to hold the title. Hell, you can add a new day to the week. I'm still the greatest champion in all of professional wrestling. That's a mic drop, bro. I mean, you go take shots and then just, you know, seal it up with what you pretty much, you know, think of yourself. That's a mic drop. And just shout out to Moose for cutting that. And by the way, I love how they did it. He came out and apparently there's people really pissed at what he did um, at Bound for Glory, you know, taking the... um... Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently there are people that are pissed.
0: Well, if, if 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 I can remember mm-hmm. when we went to Bound for Glory, weren't you one of those
1: people that were pissed at what he did? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now that's that is factual. I was I was pretty <laughs> upset, and so was Eddie <laughs> Edwards because before he even gave that entire promo in the ring, uh, when he finally got to the ring, right before he even picked up the mic, Eddie Edwards came out and just started. Uh, attacking him so um yeah overall just really good stuff I, I tell you i didn't really know listen how bound for glory ended it was like the greatest way you could possibly end such a pay-per-view that way but at the same time it was upsetting because i and i just didn't think that that was going to get pulled that particular night so that night yes it was like damn that's you know that whole thing sucked. Uh, but nevertheless hey moose is deserving of it and he came out and he kicked that promo and it and it was great now i will say this because um they're right now working on this um this 3 versus 3 match that they're going to have uh next week uh, matt cordona of course had a problem with um with moose because, you know, he beat Matt in the entire gauntlet situ- uh, the gauntlet that they had. So Matt Cardona was like, hey, you know, I could beat you for that belt, you know. And so, okay, we got him. Now you have Eddie Edwards who came out and jumped him. All right, so they tag-teamed those two together to fight against him next week. But you can't forget Josh Alexander, the main person who got screwed in all this, they now put all three of them together to go against Moose. So Moose had to go and find if he can two other people who would tag with him. Cause he doesn't screw practically everybody in the company. L- let me say this before I-, I mention the two people. Cause he did find two others. I'm not exactly sure that I'm happy with the idea of Josh Alexander being back. Um, at the same time if you watch the show Mickey James came back to confront Diana because she said Diana you you put me in one hell of a match and you 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 deserve to have your rematch the problem is no one seems to know where you are so what it seemed like they did was what I think ha- what should have happened to Josh they did with Diana and that was take Diana off of uh TV for a minute. And I think, and they, and they couldn't do that with both. It wouldn't make sense. Josh, I think probably should have been more of the one that needed to take some time off because I'm not getting me. I'm not seeing why he needs to be tagged with two other people. This guy should be pissed and angry, which he was, he had a, a fit backstage where, um, uh, Scott, Demore had to like calm him down. Cause he was about to look like he go straight heel, for a minute. So I get that. But as far as I'm concerned, it shouldn't even have been Eddie Edwards to come out and hit him. If Josh was in the building, he should have just been the first one to run out there and beat up on Moose. So I don't, I, I'm not getting this, you know, putting, I, I see what the story is with it, but personally, after what happened in front of Josh's family, to me, that would have been the better excuse to have Josh off of TV for a minute to prepare for when he come back, to revenge that match and get that title. But apparently, they're going to do that with Deanna instead. Okay, so it is what it is. Um, Next week, you are going to get Matt Cardona, Eddie Edwards, Josh Alexander, and he will go against Moose. And Moose convinced W. Morrissey into joining him because he said, Morrissey, you would have did the same exact thing I did if you had the opportunity. And Morrissey pretty much had to agree with that. So he'll team up with him. And of course, we had... What everyone at the show really came to see for the night, um, Minoru Suzuki. Yes, who made his um impact uh entrance for uh, for the show. So they're gonna team up with them three versus Nick. so next three uh next week's show is gonna be really great. And um man, that was uh that was it. How was it you know, I didn't get a chance to go to the um the recording tape in sin city i know you did how was it when um when he finally when my when new York suzuki came out how was how was the place when um uh, exciting were people to see when he came through so here's the thing
0: is i i wasn't at the first night of taping oh you which, was okay um, okay okay no um the the first night of tapings they taped basically the next uh three or four weeks got you okay um, Okay. And so, or ex- yeah. Yeah. So they, they did that. Um, I was there for the second night of tapings. Okay. But um, just from what I saw uh, the crowd was unbelievably into Suzuki. So, yeah. uh, they, they, uh, they definitely sang along with the Kaze Ni Na Re. Um, they knew exactly what to do. Right. And it, it was, it was fun. It yeah. was genuinely fun to to be there, to experience that. And yeah, if you're ever in an area where, you know, you can watch Minoru Suzuki wrestle live, I highly recommend doing it. The guy, the guy's a legend for a reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was great to see him. And again, you will finally get to see a match uh, take place next week. So definitely uh, find Access TV if you don't know where or find some way to watch it. Uh, outside of that, man, that was pretty much. I mean, there were other things in the show, but I mean, that was really uh, the 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 main points of it. Um, we got a chance to see the inspiration. It was a funny segment that they did in the back when um, Gia, who does all of the uh, the uh, the interviews in the back, uh, she went back there. She had a, a a an awesome. She got a moment to get a chance to interview the inspiration, and as she was doing some. Some real good journalism, she ended up getting her ass kicked out of the locker room because uh they had enough of uh had enough of Miss Gia. You gotta enjoy what the inspiration is doing. And uh and that was a really good uh segment for them. But outside of that, man, that was that was Impact Wrestling, and um I'm excited to see what the next few weeks are as everything is leading back up to turning point, which is going to be back in Vegas again. Man, I you know, I'm again, uh Cincinnati, yeah, I'm just so excited that we showed out to to Impact and um and everyone just looked like normally your T V tapings are not as um crowded as your your pay per views, but from looking at the tape shows, there were there were quite a few people who were still at the tape shows. Like I was in the stanchions, yes. you can still see that the stanchions were somewhat full and we know ringside was but the stanchions you can can get some visuals and see that there were people in those seats so i'm just happy vegas showed up and um you know giving love to impact because it's it's a great promotion man it doesn't have to be all big and glamour they got some talent over there and um and i just appreciate everybody showing up and uh, we're gonna do it again in about a month so oh yeah yeah i'll be there yes and i will be there too in fact I Even maybe it'll make a little bit more of the TV shows because in work, it'll be a little bit of a lighter week going into um, that Thanksgiving. So I should... There you uh, go. Yeah, I should be able to at least make one of the TV tapings uh, (laughs) nights for that. All right, man. um, As we start to get close to wrapping up, uh, New Japan, man. What do you... uh, What's been going on over there that we should know? And uh, yeah, let's go with that. So we are we're we're heading right into
0: power struggle mm-hmm. um and I'll just run down that card yeah. um IWGP World Heavyweight Championship Shingo Takagi versus Zack Sabre Jr uh, it's going to be Shingo's third defense um definitely going to be a good match to watch there mm-hmm. Sabre you either love him in ring or you hate him in ring <laughs> yeah. um his 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 style is uh Definitely one that is dependent upon uh, technical superiority and, uh, you know, uh, joint manipulation. Um, So definitely interesting there. Yeah. Um, You've got the IWGP World Heavyweight Right to Challenge in Tokyo Dome contract. So basically, it's a bunch of words for guaranteed number one contender title shot. Got Kazuchika Okada versus Tamatonga, the only guy that he that Okada lost to in the G1 tournament, mm-hmm. so that'll be cool there. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi puts his IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship on the line against Kenta, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, we'll see what happens there. I this is only uh, Tanahashi's second defense, so I don't I don't see him dropping the title so soon. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is on the line as Robbie Eagles defends against El Desperado. And this one is actually a... Uh, this final match that I'm going to talk about is going to be... Dis- the stipulation is de- is going to be decided via a Twitter poll. Yes, a Twitter poll. <laughs> oh, boy. So it is... It is uh, the provisional king of pro wrestling 2021 tournament uh tournament excuse me king of uh, king of pro wrestling 2021 championship uh Toriyanu is the uh king of pro wrestling 2021 which is basically a joke title um against the great okan and each guy submitted a stipulation for the match and you can vote uh, right there on Twitter, uh, if you go to the New Japan World Global Twitter account, uh, Torianu's match will be uh, if if his match is chosen, it will be an amateur wrestling match. Now Torianu is a 100 percent comedy character. He's He's not meant to be taken seriously in anything that he does. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. And the Great Okan's choice of a uh, stipulation it would be a Kiss My Feet match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you can go get your vote on right now All on right. Twitter. And as of right now, wow, uh, Toriyanu's, uh, Toriyanu's, um stipulation is uh, has about 80% of the vote. Wow. So... So it looks like it's going to end up being a uh an amateur rules wrestling match for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 championship at Power Struggle.
1: Wow. Man, looking like something to uh keep your eye on and try to watch, you know, when it as it comes together. So right. exactly. I'm with it. Man, all right, guys. Uh thank you much for that, Sin City. This was our wrestling talk for the day. We ask you to uh, if you're watching us live to hang out with us as we're going to end the show, but come right back with three count. We got three good topics. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what happened with Ring of Honor. Uh, we're also going to mention uh, Tony Schiavone's, uh says something that's pretty interesting. We wanted to talk about and uh, who remembered uh, Dutch Mantel, Mantel <laughs> or Zeb Coulter, um, you know, yeah, he he says something. I don't know if he's uh, he's actually wrong about it. I don't know. We're going to talk about it in three count. We ask that you uh, hop back on. Uh, but if you listen to us only through podcasts, then yes, we do ask you to download uh, for uh, three count, which will be released on Tuesday. All right. So with that, we thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week. I might not be here, but we will have Matt Michaels back. Done from scaring all of the kitties, and he'll be back to to be a pain in your ass, Steve. So good. <laughs> I guess. Next next week's next week will be explosive. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I was very nice with you this show. It doesn't you don't need to take both weekends of this shit. Hey know? man. <laughs> I, I, I I knew I knew
0: something was off, because I mean you're never this nice. No.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it through him. So uh, thank you guys for hanging out, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. The biggest bad boys of podcasting.